square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Welcome, friends, to the Gone to the Dogs podcast, and welcome to 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Steve Fielder, your host here for the Gone to the Dogs podcast. We had a great Christmas here at our house, and I hope that you did too. Looking forward to the new year, certainly, and coming up just the weekend uh, that I'm recording this podcast will be in Orangeburg, South Carolina for the Grand American. Uh, Coon hunters across the southeast, particularly, and across the country, like to get their year started off right in Orangeburg, South Carolina for the Grand American. So we'll be there in the vendor barn. I'll be with my friends Jason and Danny Doobie, the new publishers of Full Cry Magazine. We'll be in the normal corner booth there where I've been with Terry Walker in years past with Full Cry, American Cooner, and Gone to the Dogs books. So we look forward to seeing you. We'll be there all three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, January 4th, 5th, and 6th, I believe. And uh, so if you're going to Orangeburg, safe travels, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you there. Now, uh, as you know, we've been running the last couple podcasts, the uh, taped interviews with James Oliver Laws. James' father, Uncle Jimmy Laws, was the guide at the famous Hazel Creek Bear Camp in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And the subject is the background of the plot dog. Some call them plot curves, some call them plot hounds, some call them plot dogs. Uh, I prefer the latter. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in this interview, uh, my good friend Stuart B. Secker uh, conducted these uh, on the front porch of Uncle Jimmy Laws in Lexington, North Carolina, way back in 1985. Mr. Laws was 75 years old at the time, and uh, as I mentioned in the two prior episodes, these uh, tapes were never really meant for broadcast. They're certainly not broadcast quality, but they are legible, and they are history, and for anyone that loves plot hounds or loves the breeding of dogs and how our coonhound breeds originated, I believe we'll enjoy this. This is the final of the three-part series. Some of you say, praise the Lord. <laughs> but uh, hopefully uh, they've been enjoyed, and uh, we'll be uh, getting on with uh, the normal type uh, programming in the weeks and hopefully months to come. So sit back, uh, get a nice um, cold drink of some kind, maybe a warm drink, depending on where you are, and listen as Stuart and uh, James Oliver Laws talk about plot dogs. Pretty good, nothing getting this way about fucking <laughs> He liked it, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Cut those ones up. Old man Jim Bratton, he was a preacher. And he, uh, him and my daddy went. My daddy didn't see it. He'd walk him with a stick. Old man Bratton said, I'm going to tell you, you said, he got a bunch of, the old dog just took taking a fence and he got up to the 
said he jerked a look and said, on the bike, said he went jerking that old dog loose. Said the old dog stood all through that. Said he threw that walkie cave away and out on every one of them. Oh. <laughs> what did your mama say about him hunting so much? She just took it for she granted? She just took it. Yeah. Just, well, she seemed like she enjoyed it for him to go. Yeah. How about your wife? Well, she, she never said nothing. She had to get out three o'clock in the morning the following day. She'd get out and get the breakfast and all and get ready to go. So it means a lot to have yeah. a good wife to let you do yeah, that yeah, then, well, don't you? And uh, them boys, they'd want to go a year old. You are, you're down in there. She'd get up and they'd everyone come here and eat breakfast. Yeah. We'd Get breakfast for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you lived up on Hazel Creek, you were back out in the mountains then, huh? I was in the mountains, <laughs> but it was about, uh, well, there wasn't very house above me up on that creek. I was up yeah. right. Yeah, I guess that was it, too. You got to yeah. Tennessee, wasn't it? Yeah. All through the Smokies. How about cabin fever? Did you ever get cabin fever being cooped up there all the time? <laughs> I, no, I, I always, uh, it, it really was my line. You liked it? Huh? Yeah, it was always my line. Uh -huh. I just liked it. I guess you just loved the mountains, didn't you? Oh, Lord, yeah. I used, I used to, then after I quit being a warden over there, I'd pull out. Were you a warden? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah me and my daddy both. Mm -hmm. My brother-in-law, Bill Wiggins. Bill, he never did just to kill a bar. He was in with us on that one. It was killed on the park. Bill Wiggins was? Yeah, my brother. Married my youngest son. Went to Cable. He, he worked for him a year or two. Yeah. Well, did you ever snake and kill anybody while you were a warden? No, didn't you? never did. I've seen them. I've seen them close from here to the railroad out there. Watch them for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I could, I could kill them at all. Their job was protecting them then, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess a man's got to have morals to live by, ain't he? Yeah. And do what's right. Um, yeah, I know that would have been a, a great uh, challenge just to uh, got to live up there in the mountains yeah. where you lived at. And, yeah, see, just every few days in the summertime, you'd just see a bear strolling around just every little bit. Yeah. Um, I love, like, whenever... Uh, I take off and go up to Nanahala. Yeah. You've been up around Nanahala, yeah. haven't you? And um, that, I think that, that's the Indian word for uh, land of the midday sun. Those cliffs are yeah. so high, it's dinner time before the sun can shine in there. And, and I just love to go up there white water rafting and, yeah. and uh, coming down the river and all. 
Cherokee Indians reservation is right there at Cherokee, uh, right joining Bryson City. Uh, yeah. Were they pretty good bear hunters, or no. they didn't mess with it? Much? They didn't. Uh, the, not that I ever knew. They they like to get out and hunt, but they, they didn't have good dogs. They hunt around hogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe hunt too well. Yeah. But I never. They never did have one of them in there still with me, huh? Yeah. They, uh, they, I knew them pretty well. My daddy, you know, he used to work a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. He had a logging job back over there, and he worked a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just nine miles from where we lived up to the Indian Reservation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How far up, um... From Bryson City, was it up to Hazel Creek where you uh, where you hunting camp was located? It's the uh, thirty-two mile. Thirty-two miles. Uh, I guess you was the upper house then when you lived up there, wasn't you? Well, and them guys, I, I I guess they was pretty closely knit, Branch Ricky and Bob Haynes and all when they come down. Yeah. Together yeah. and they they come to have a good time. Yes, yeah, sir. They yeah. come to have a good time. Y'all showed them a good time, didn't you? And we we showed them a good time every time <laughs> we could. <laughs> they didn't get to come many times, but what we got something or. Do you think if uh, maybe uh, if Fontana Dam hadn't been built there, you think maybe they'd still had that yeah. same hunting club? Yeah, boy, they they like to die and everything. Had to sell that. Yeah, I bet so. They was an old fella, Wiggins, down there. Will Wiggins. He owned about as much as they did. It is his nuisance. Uh, maybe he'd have 3,000 acres or 3,000 somewhere else. He got it off of Jack Coburn. Jack Coburn was a, an old fella. They said he's working for Ritter Lumber Company. They said he started in there in 1903, I believe. He said he went to work for them. He said, and every time he got a payday, he'd go and buy him a few acres of land. Mm-hmm. And he bought land. To, he owned more land than the... The Wiggins guy did? Yeah. Did, did, they, uh, did they have any plot dogs, the Wiggins? Cause no, uh, not that I know of. They, uh, they'd go hunting once in a while, but they'd just go with my Martin or somebody like that to bring dogs. You know. mm-hmm. There's some heights up there on Deep Creek. Now, they, I don't know where they got, but they had some black back dogs from Rental Head. They was good. The heights yeah. had some, and you don't know where they come from. Don't know where they come from. Well, people was pretty uh, serious-minded about when they bred their dogs to make sure they wasn't any kin to somebody else's yeah. dog, yeah. It's I know my grandpa and my great-grandpa, even when I was little, they made sure dogs wasn't kin before they would... Uh, well, Daddy said, did you take uh, go to the end and read them? He said, you'll read out the nuts. 
That's right. That's that's kind of the way I was raised up believing, and I believe that way. And, well, he did, and, but uh, I did, did. He knew how to come up with a good dog, didn't yeah. you, did he? He, he really knew if anybody did, I believe. Well, I guess the plots felt the same way, because if they yeah. would drive from Waynesville over to where you live, yeah. just to breed a dog, that was a pretty good drive back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's uh, last year. About 70, 75 miles. 75 miles. Through the mountains, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the dirt road, mostly. Yeah, back then, I guess the roads wasn't paved. Oh. Yeah. Just gravel roads. Yeah. So they uh, they had a pretty good breeding program then, didn't they? Yeah. Cull out, cull yeah. out all the buckskin. They, they culled a lot of them, too. Yeah. But I... But them buckskins now, I, they was they as good a dogs as they was. Why they want to call them out, I don't know. Just because of the color, don't you think? Yeah, that's color. Yeah. They want to keep it brittle, they say. Right. That's kind of as the plots today. They are brittle, yeah. most of them. You'll see a few black yeah. ones or saddlebacks, but... Little George thought how that. A solid black dog guy. He, he said he's a plot man. But said he's a, he was a black as a raven. Had the blackest eyes I ever seen. And called him Fleet. Fleet. Yeah. Was he a good dog? Yeah, man, he was good. He he brought him over there. He's about 18 months old. First time he'd ever been there. And uh, me and Little George, they told us to find the track. We went up there, and he was going to go up one boat, me up the other. But I think Vince Cable, my brother-in-law, went up the other way. Me and George went together, though. And I had uh, one of my old dogs, and he took that fleet. He said, I don't know what he'll do. He said, I just, said, oh, said, me and you go together. So we know Rock will find one of the things up here. Said, yeah. I want to try this. Your right dog, was he talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And we got up there. Just, oh, we didn't do a quarter of a mile up that coat. And I'd come up and get off the bank and cross. There's a big log laying on the other side of the road. And he went off on the red. And boy, that fleet dog just went to take in a fan, I mean. He said, let's go back and get them others. Well, he hit it back there. He said, do you think Fleet will go? I said, I don't think he I said, I'll let you turn loose first. I said, you turn on Fleet first. I said, no. I said, I'll guarantee you he'll take that track out. We got up there and someone was talking. They was going to get old Scott and go and take first and uh, with George. I let it along just a little. We got back to the track. Let him get down like the street out there ahead of more than he jumped out. I told him, I said, as soon as he got there, I said, turn him loose. Well, he turned him loose, that dog took a man on the table. And there, I'd usually go up and then cross and in on Walker's Creek. That's where the standards had always been. But by the way, that time he went by up that way, up the hill a little, and just turned from right back. Went across Hazel Creek, back in on the, over there from the 
old Calhoun place. And little George Clark killed it. Said, boy, said the old fleet said he was getting in there. <laughs> he had his he had his foot hurt on fleet then some way. So and I believe that very big. Caught up with him, did he? Mm-hmm. He was first and I'm satisfied he got up with him. But he did, I seen him in, in several scraps then from then on. He he'd really he get with him. Made a good dog then, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he was a black plot, huh? Black, they called him a black plot. George said, I know he's a plot. But I never, I never did know what his daddy was. But I went over there. Well, it's been about 30 years ago, I guess. I went back over there, and uh, I seen uh, a black dog out there at... Uh, George's uncle's or aunt's. And I told him, I said, I said, is that a folk from a whole fleet that George Fort used to have? He said, how do you know George Fort? I said, I knew George Fort. I said, we and your money together. I said, old fleet said, daddy of that granddaddy of it. Granddaddy. And I said, yeah. This was 30 years later or 30 years from now? Oh, it was about 30 years from now. In a yeah. Uh, where yeah. was this at? Now, where'd you go to? Uh, it's over there in Haywood County, back in that land. Oh, where the plots live? Yeah. I went up there, well, I went up there to buy a load of apples. Yeah. Out of the truck. And I went up there to buy a load of apples. And I bought a load of apples. I the old man's name. But he'd married George's saint. Yeah. And, and they raised them pups. But you recognize that dog as being a pup? I mean, you yeah. can see the resemblance in him? He was for the world, like him. And I said something about him. He said that, said, that reckon he'd be an awful good dog, but said he's awful vicious. I said, I, I keep him, I keep him tied, so he bites over. And I said, and then I asked him about old Fleet. Boy, <laughs> his eyes brightened up when yeah. he kept up. And he said, you and little George on it together. I said, yeah. So me and George and Ron and old man John. Was Fate. There's one named Fate. He lived in Texas. So. But he came out there and fall sometimes go with the sun. He didn't have no dogs. Yeah. But old man George though, he raised some dogs. Little George raised them. Old man John and Vaughn they, they all was into the dog business. Mm-hmm. Kept a good dog all thirty years, didn't he? Yes, sir, they kept a good well, as long as I kept them, I kept them good. My daddy, I had one one time. He was getting about a year and a half, two year old. And that said, you're going to live with that thing. It ain't going to be worth it. But I'm going to ask if that dog did turn out and started to run him. And he was one of the best bird dogs you ever seen. 
He let a coon, but he wouldn't let strike. Yeah. And three. How about a bear? Would he open on the bear trap? Oh, uh, ever bred. Ever bred. He's looking at him, was he? Yeah. <laughs> Good tree dog? Oh, yeah. He'd treat, he'd treat coon and stay right on and all that. But he did a, it wasn't red off track. They were always after one of them. How about the old Scott dog, Von Plothead? Was he a good tree dog? Yeah, he he treated very good. I never did see him treat nothing but a bear. And, well, that skunk. Yeah. Didn't count that one, no, though. <laughs> didn't count. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Uh, Von said that we got. Uh, Grabbed my dog, hook him, Vaughn got his. No, I believe Vaughn just called his and said, come on. But I had to tie mine and make him go. Yeah. Vaughn said that's a good up And we ought to kill that old skunk. And uh, I said, I don't know. I said, they didn't kill one, I said, they did. Really never skunked you. They were looking for one then, wouldn't they? With that dog, he would put all the time. <laughs> he'd hunt for a coon. <coughs> Her bear one, if she didn't find one, he'd take off after the skunk. Yeah. What about Rodney? Where he would pay attention to him, but he'd, he'd run in the split. No Zeb Turkey. He had uh, a black one. His black chip out of. Uh, my brother's old dog and, and an old chip I had. The dog is like a man. But the mother of the pup was uh, a spotted. Some called them lemon spotted. Yeah. yeah. She was a big dog and was an awful good dog. But uh, Zeb, he got one of them pups. I give it to him. He called it Spy. He said, that's a bitch. <laughs> said a little polecat. <laughs> he liked the polecat, yeah. Yeah, he said, said she was, said she was a, a coon. Or a polecat. Said, you can say it's a, or a skunk or a coon one when you hear her. She liked both of them, did she? Well, all things considered, um, Knowing what you know now, you had it to do all over again. Would you want to go back, which I'm sure you would, to the same stock of dogs y'all had at the time, wouldn't you? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Just be hard to replace a dog like that, wouldn't yeah. it? Uh, I, I wasn't that what you could buy a dog like that. Well, it cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'm sure it would. With them money that dogs are bringing now and and uh, I guess you just it was so much country at the time that, that a dog had to go deep and, and really work for everything he got yeah he did uh, like I was telling you about that my daddy taking a track dog putting a fire track now that was he was one of those he was next to old truth of anything I ever seen. He was just next to him. And I had some calves and swapped them to a boy for 
a horse. And he lived with all oh, about 10 miles across the mountain over there. He's the only seven. I don't tell you what to do. Said, I've got a good tree dog. Said, he's a real good tree dog. Said, he's just two year old. And he said, he took a set the other day. Said, Paul just got mad and said he was staying there, taking a set. And he said, if you will let me drive them cattle over there. Said, I'll give you that dog. And I'll let you have so that's how you got the dog? Yeah, I got his black and tan. And took him on over there. I was working at my brother's. I was plowing. It's in the fall of And my daddy, he decided he'd go see if he could find some, a briar track. Well, the dog was tied up. But some of them went out there and turned him loose. My daddy had been gone for a little bit. My daddy said he's about two miles up from the gas. He said, here come that dog. And we went on up the road away. He said, dog struck, went to trailer. Trailed on, on the way back out the rock bar out there. It's a working tree. My daddy went out there to him. said, it's in a bunch of rock. And he just pulled there a minute. He said, he got told him, come on. Said dog went far. Said took the strap off his gun and tied him. Then took him about a mile up the road. Said turned dog loose. Said never, said never saw him anymore. Didn't reckon. That evening he's coming by. There's dog barking. Well, he said if he doesn't do that, I'll just go over there and see if I can catch him. He went over there and took his knife and cut it. Pretty good sapling down. He got, got it where he could pry, uh, got a pole to prize it, and he prized out about three rocks. And I was really cool sitting back there. And had him treated. Yeah, and he had treated. Oh, then, boy, my daddy, he, he really wanted him. And he had a, a black and tall wheeler. He was, he was one of them fast ones. My daddy, he won't swap with him. Oh, that's all right. But that was, that was one of the best dogs about I ever seen. Mm-hmm. He could really treat you too, so. And what'd you call him? Track. Track. Yeah. And, uh, I know one year, we went up there, and me and my brother, two other fellows, we got to hook coon up. We'd caught about uh, up in the 20s, I guess. And it was coming back down to the... One of them said, I'm going to hire me a dog. Said, if it costs me a hundred dollars, said, I'm going to get me a dog. And he said, I'd rather have that right there. I said, I ain't well on the wall. And he said he'd give me a hundred dollars uh-huh. No, that's what I don't want. My brother said, I've got a hundred and five dollars. said, all I've got, I'll give No, I said, you know you can up with him. It's like he's yours, but I said, I don't want to say it. Well, we went on. About a 
in a year or two. I went out there one day and I was dragging squabs right down by the bar and he was out there door. Every time I'd go by, he'd go bark and walk and go there. And I just went out there and turned him loose. And he went on over the, up in the woods with me. And I didn't see him no more enough. For, well, three hours or more, I guess, for him. And he come in, and I, I, I touched him that cup and faced him up. By the way, we feed him in the day that he could have. Wonder what he died from? Somebody poisoned him, though. Yeah. Boy, that, that really hurts you when you lose a good Yeah, it does. It surely does. So, uh, you, got to, you got to think something of your dog and, and take him and talk to him, train him. And that. Yeah. And then you let him something happen. A lot of time. It's and like a, some of the family. That's goes. right. That's right. And it really does. It really hurts. And it's hard to start over. Even yeah. if you ain't got a good puppy, yeah, it's hard man. to start over. But I guess uh, I guess somebody's got to do it or we wouldn't have any dogs today, would we? No. Somebody has somebody to Somebody has a couple bred up. Wouldn't have nothing but little old stuff that was smurthy to think. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the breeder, the breeder of a dog has got to be one of the most important houndsmen we got. Yep. I know everybody loves to hunt dog, but somebody's got to... Somebody's got to train that dog up and got to, and got to have right some dogs. good blood. That's it. That's everything. The good blood. Uh, if, if you got a dog bred right, uh, it all come together for you if you yep. know how to handle a dog. Yep. And I believe our, our breeders of the past has done a pretty good job at yeah. to get us to where we are. I today. know back in that they they had some good breeders. So. Which they was breeding for good dogs because, uh, well, a money wasn't really that in uh, as an important factor as it is today. A lot of people breed today. They're running pup factories just trying to sell pups but a yeah. man that's breeding for uh, uh, ability he's going to breed good dogs to get good yeah. dogs I know uh, my daddy he he had two well I was just a kid I can remember and he had two dogs there no fella from along and told him to he won't buy them but I said, I don't want to sell them, dogs. And kept on going. Tell them, what do you take for them? And I said, well, I don't, I don't want to sell them. By the way, he just kept on, though, told my daddy to him. So. said, I'd have to have $40 a piece for them, though. He said, well, they're sold. <laughs> he bought them. He wanted yeah. them, didn't he? Yeah. He took them on they killed, they killed several bear for them. And the old dog, Bear killed him. Every time I was just about to they'd take them dogs out, <coughs> he'd have to carry one or the other of them in. Had to grab. Or a bear would cut him down. Let me flip this. I guess uh, a lot of dogs got hurt. Yeah. Fighting bear and all. That old, that old dog, we had old troop. He had, he had scars on him that long. Well, but 
bear didn't bite him. I reckon it's where he scratched. And what did you tell me about that dog one time when he was a pup? Somebody had scalded him? Oh, yeah, old lady Burrow killed him. And she, he got up come in the house. He would tell him to get out. He'd show you his teeth. <laughs> he wouldn't go. That old woman, she in the kitchen with the she had a bottle of cold water on the stove and she told that old dog to get out and he turned and showed her his teeth. She just reached out that bottle of water and I started. She stalled it. Well, from then on, she said, I can get old from Fowler But he was no good. Then with them, he just... He scared of them, wasn't he? Yeah. I guess it scarred him for life, too, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And old man Morgan Duval bought him. He was coming down the road with him. And my daddy was, uh, he was fixing something about a wagon out there. He had a little bitty wagon, and Morgan had a little team of mules. And my daddy said, Why, you got old man Burrow's dog? He said, Yeah, I bought him from him, Waldo. My daddy, he's looking at him. He said, I always did like that dog. Was he a pup when your daddy got him? Yeah. yeah. He was just a big old pup. And uh, my daddy, all the time, he'd, he'd go catch a coon. He'd be dressing that coon. He'd cut off pieces of it and give them dogs. Yeah. He liked to feed them. Yeah. Yeah. He'd feed it when he'd tree a bar. He'd do the same thing to him. Yeah. Some of them said, that old man said, I guess could take a fast and make a good bear dog out of it. <laughs> good hunter, wasn't he? Yeah. The, uh, what sticks out in your mind the most about any bear hunt that you was on? Or the, well, uh, is there any one certain adventure that you remember the most about bear hunts that you was on? Or? Well, I guess... I guess the most uh, that ever come to my was that that we killed on the park. Uh, yeah. That, that was the most. Yeah. Cause we threw rocks at it for four hours. Rocked the dogs. Shoot, we 
goes to it to the curve there. Yeah. Lots of and them dogs, buddy, when we'd crowd in on him, they'd, they'd have one pile all over him. Yeah. I've seen them all over that uh, Built their nerve up to see yeah. y'all that close, did you? Yeah, they, and boy, they went to fight in the south. Vaughn fought, he said. Said, when, said one thing, said, I know, said, when you go getting in there, he said, that dog will get in there. <laughs> and, uh, I said, yeah. That's what you got your dog for. Did uh, any of y'all ever get hurt getting too close around the barrier? Uh, no. Stayed back pretty good, huh? Yeah. I, my daddy and my uncle, they, uh, they killed a beef in the fall of the year. And my brother and my uncle took that old cow head when we back up in the mountains, I guess four months, carried it back there and they drug it. They tried to string to it. Uh, water to it and drug it around and set two steel traps. And by the way, the next day, my daddy and local going up through that. He uh, said, What to say of this? Nearly his first nerve railroad. As he went up through that and they see the big wire jump up his land down. Had him in the trap, didn't Yeah, and they. They both shot him. And I went on up there. My uncle, he said, said, now I shot him up there. Well, Daddy said, that's where I shot him last. But uh, neither one of them didn't know the other shot. Yeah. They both shot at the same time. He said, my daddy said, that's where I shot him last. He said, it's not done, it's over where I shot him. Well, they kept talking. My daddy said, wait a minute, boy. He said, we're going to settle this. He said, you were shooting a solid lead ball. Yeah. He said, I shot a copper jacket. He said, if it's copper jacket in it, that I'm the man killed the man. And if it's a lead ball, he said, you're the man. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. And they went, they started skinning the bar. They skinned it down to the shoulder there. And they was about that much between the two bullets. They both had put their bullets the up. Both of them put them exactly the right place on their fellow. Daddy said, that I just happened to think, cool. you know what? You were shooting a lead bullet. I was shooting a couple of times. My daddy shot 30-30 now. Always, he always shot a couple of and then, so both of them was real good shots, anyway. Yeah, man, either one of them. I could tell you, like one time old, old Mark Kathy in the woods, they was over there hunting. And I was on the head of Hornets Creek. And they was briar patches over there. They was a mile long. And them things was this black calf. You couldn't get through them safe a lot. And uh, so I was to hunt, and the dogs would get way back in them drawers and fight, fight for uh, two or three hours. And some of them, some of them went and got a, an old uh, 
slinging the thing and went to try to cut a road in there. And my daddy, he was going up, they, was, they had trails made in there. I was to fight, get through there to fight far. And my daddy, he was going up one of them trails. And when I went across the road and tried to run up about the further up the north, my daddy, he just throwed his gun up and shot. And he hit him way back, nearly behind legs. And the old wire went out through there just a little, my daddy. And he could hear it groaning. And he flew for about two hours trying to get out there and find him. He'd go, he'd get up and move for just a little ways. And uh, my daddy, he told me, the fella, said, I wish you'd go yard and get a dog and bring it over here. I said, I would get that, this bird here, I don't know. And he went on over there, and they was, the dogs fighting back off in the window. He said, uh, he said, there's no man over here. He said, he said he shot one over there. He said, but I don't know, he said, whether he hit it or not. He said, he said he'd hit it. He said he shot it too far back. He said, um, Mark Castle said, Who was the old fellow? I don't know. I don't know. He said, he said he wore a mustache. He said, That old man that's got mustache. Well, Mark Hell said he could tell you, they ain't you where he hit that bar. But I'll guarantee you that. They ain't you where he hit that bar. Mark said, he went and got one of daddy's dogs and one of somebody else's. And he came over there. They turned the dogs on it. They said they run about 100 yards to one. They went out there and it came up on a tree. Just, uh, barely all the way of the dogs was standing on the two big limbs. My daddy, he the dog's right in behind the big log, but that told him. The said, now, you kill it. So said, right out there at that log. said, they're right in behind it to fight. And he, he told him two or three times, he didn't go. My daddy looked inside up the tree and just tried to shot it out. <laughs> that yeah. guy waited too long, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> he was afraid. Uh, yeah. He was afraid that fellow was. He'd go every time you go hunting, but he, he was afraid to kill one. I'd devil him one day, and I told him that was Clyde Enlow, what's his name? Was I, he any kin to that Reggie Enlow? No. Uh, he, they might have been a little too, but it's far off. I said, Clyde, I said, I'm going to kill a bird today. He said, good, good. So somebody... I said, well, somebody killed one. We hunted two days and that killed one. I said, I'm going to kill one today. I said, you just mark that down. He went and got, he had two high-powered rifles there. And he went and got one of them that he was going to carry. It's about the same as 30 on six. And I, I dealt with him. I said, you better let me in. And I said, carry it. I said, yeah, you can't kill one. And I've got something else to kill one. He just went back to the house and got on. Now, 
that dog said, said he's listening to the dog. That dog, he come on, went up to the, he said that dog never barked another barricade. He went up over the road. So just went on, back to where I went. He come back, they said, about an hour and said, yeah, head all breezed up. <laughs> so he went up and he didn't mess at it. The next day, I said, Well, Uncle Willie, I said, I heard that you have chopped bones. He's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Said, I remember what you told me to. Said, If I ever see another, said, Shoot as long as I can see a hair trim. <laughs> so he learned a little something, too. Yeah. <laughs> but a whole lot of them talked. Maybe you'd shoot one about two or three times with them holler point bullet. It would tear up yeah. a lot of it, but shoot. As long as one stays on the feet or tries to go, I'm going to shoot. Yeah, that's what you're there for, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most time, I guess, it's best to make your first shot count when they was in a tree to yeah. get a good kill, wasn't it? Yeah. Whenever he's in a tree, I always, I just... Uh, Shoot him in the head. Yeah. Well, then I know it is fine. But now, yeah, it was far. He was up on a tree. He was coming down. And I shot him in the back back there. Well, well, well. Lucky to hit him walking down, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's just coming scooting down that tree. Well, what do you reckon the biggest bear you ever killed yourself? Oh. As far as weight. Well, I killed one of I killed them away close for them. Big bear. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a big bear. Yeah, it four hundred. Yeah, it does. He's more he's more two hundred bears. Pound bear he weighs four hundred dear the fella talking they is. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. That one that day that I killed it. I don't ever said he shot me with the whole water. I killed him. You know, I believe. Ed, it was no big bear at all. Ed might have weighed a little over a hundred pounds. Oh, he said it was a big one. Yeah, it looked big when he was running yeah. off. Uh, he was he is a lawyer from New Jersey. Yeah, and the old senator Smiley, he was a judge then. He lived in uh, New Jersey. And when that lawyer come down there, the you know, senator owned a sheriff in that property. Right, yeah. In the Hazel Creek yeah. gun and rod club, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, I forget how, he was about, About 30 or 40 shares in there. So y'all y'all usually had a pretty good crowd there. Yeah, yeah, there's a big crowd to them every time. Yeah. Some of them would, wouldn't kill the bear if it would not stop them. And a lot of them didn't know what a good dog was, did no. they? No. Didn't know what the dogs was doing half the time, did they? You may have known D. Hiding Ramsey. Uh, yeah, I, I, know, I knew of him because... Uh, uh, Zeb Green owns Green Printing Company. His daddy owned a, 
a newspaper company up in Asheville, yeah. North Carolina, back in the 20s, and this Hidden Ramsey worked for uh, yeah. for he Zeb's was, daddy. Yeah, he was. He was a real popular feller, wasn't he? Yeah. One day, we turned dogs loose, and uh, my daddy had took hiding up there. Well, the day before hiding, they was out there, and they were pitching up all once. He'd take 22 and bust up in there. And my daddy, he told him, he said, he took him up there, he said, now right here's one of the best stands that he has to land. He said, you'll come right to the barrel, come right to the barrel. Well, he left hiding and went on. And no fellow Cody walked up there for a hiding log. He didn't have no gun. He was over there, I don't know what for. He, and they was standing up there, they heard the dog way back over there. Cody told me, he said, you'd swear that that, that there's two bears coming through there with no burden. That pile of leaves out there. He said, you don't hide. He said, shoot, 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 shoot. He said, he never did. He said, hide. He said, let me hide. <laughs> he wouldn't let him have his gun in the woods, too. Wonder why? Are you scared? Scared. Yeah, there's a lot of you get scared to let you do nothing. Kind of like buck fever then, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like my son-in-law. Nice fall, he been a deer hunt. He sat up in the stand. Uh, that had a boy in there. And he said, I'm telling you what's true. He said, there's a buck coming. Took him to the house, that's me. To soothing me along, taking its own good time. Hadn't ever smelled mean or nothing. Said, just fooling along, took its own good time. And he said, I never could put an arrow in that boat. Shoot. He said, I said, I'm taking all of them. Yeah. I've and he's it. killed, or I, yeah. I killed the arrow. I've done the same thing, though. You look down, you see your heart jumping in your shirt. <laughs> that's you know, what he was. He said, I took that fever. said, yeah. I've heard people know that. said, but I had it. But that's the thrill of anything is getting excited. If it don't yeah. excite you, it wouldn't uh, be any good, would it? <laughs> Boy, you know, I've never, I've never seen shoot a not, not a real bad shot in the bar. I've, I've had to shoot them two and three times. Shot one four times. Some of them pretty tough to kill yep. at times, aren't they? I shot one, and it wasn't, it, this is where I first got that leaf file. It was about 40, 50 feet up in a big tree, and it was right straight down the, near the, the land. Up there. And I walked up, and it, that there was a that big tree, and I shot it. I shot it twice, and it's a big limb out there, and the end of it just broke off by. Ten foot out there from a tree. That rascal, I shot him twice, uh, right back there at that tree. And he just started walking out that limb. By the time he got out, nearly to the end of it, I shot him again. He walked right on like he's walking in the air. Walked right off the end of that limb. Wow. When he hit the ground, all that. That's what life was in his dog. Yeah. Do you know, I was just sitting here thinking, 
there, you know, you was talking about your daddy, and, and uh, he had probably killed more bear than any man that was been in the Smoky Mountains. But, you know, the most of that credit would have to go to his dog, wouldn't it? Because yes, without that dog... That's what's for them dogs, too. That's, that's right. He might not have killed out a half a dozen bear in all of it. It's life. That's right, yeah. Them dogs, they yeah. they got they got one time where my daddy had them black mans, an old truth, and that the mother of one of them black men, he took him that them three dogs, that bitch, and uh, one or two of my brother had, that his brother had, they'd uh, go, all of them went and drive, they'd turn the dogs loose. Then they took after them. They didn't go to stand. They just took after them, dog. Yeah. So they knowed when they, when they got up, but he'd have to wait on them. Yeah. I know one time my daddy turned dogs loose on the way on the head of no land. They crossed that mountain, went in on Deep Creek. And my daddy killed it about 4 o'clock in the evening. Boy, that, that was the big worst I ever seen. That was the one that, Hydra's eight foot long. The 520 pounds. 520 pounds. <clears throat> what, did he take it back down to town to weigh it? Yeah. And how old were you at the time? I guess I was about, oh, I was about 17, 16 or 17. Well, that's almost 60 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, I guess it was some big bear, you know, during his time. But. Well, they turned all them dogs loose. And whenever they caught up with one, he'd always tree. They didn't stay up with one, but just a little bit to leave tree. My daddy said, no boy said that and didn't tree. And he said, he was going over there and said, and he's going up a little old creek. And said, he heard him up coming out there and said, he got out of a little old creek, walked out and said, Said there's a big tree that fell that turned up, made a pretty open place, about 10 foot or 12. He said, You got right at that. Said he, said he saw the old bar coming out of them laurels, right into that open place. He said, And he shot it eight times. The big bear he shot eight times. He shot his eight times before he broke that male bear, wasn't he? Yeah, he's shooting right in there every yeah. time. He said it said it just knocked it back, looked like it sat down. Shooting it and, through the throat and it still yeah, just knock him back. And just knock it back <coughs> on the tail end. And he'd uh, come up like he'd shoot it again. He's shooting the Winchester too, the lever action. Yeah. But he'd shoot that lever action about five socks shoot all the way. Yeah. I bet you that was a thrill, and uh, let's say you had the two black and tans and troop and the jeep. The and, the, they had, and that jeep, she was, she was a buckskin, the mother of, of them others. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, they had two or three uh, A buckskin plot. No, don't know if she any. Just a plot or not. Any kin to a plot or not. But right. She was a buckskin color. Yeah. Yeah, that'd been back in the 20s when that took yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my daddy. 
He knew how to get them, didn't he? Yes, he did. And just about kill himself.
She had uh, stamina, didn't she? Yeah. He said, I'd like, said, I'd like to give you that dog. He said, I'd like to give you that dog. He said, you'll make something out of her. My daddy said, she was such a fox dog. I'd love to have her. He said, I don't. He said, I don't want a fox dog. Well, my uncle brought her on those back. Left. My daddy, she is about, I don't know. She's bound to been three, four, maybe five year old. But now, boy, she would, she'd run. My daddy, he, we'd go coming up. She'd run to that tree. Marsha Tyler came in there. My daddy'd go get her and he'd put, push her up on the tree and pat on it, try to get her to march. But he, he never did get her to work. She'd bark good. But now she'd, She'd really tree it too. She got to where she liked to come there and she did a fall. Or in that black dog. Now they they could there was two of them that could run. They had to hide each one over there. They went to fire hunt. And they turned that black one and early. And the head was up there and an old fella honeycut had a had a black dog just nearly like it. But daddy. He said Ed, he could, he saw the bar I had dipped it, didn't see that. He said, said, Jim, son of a tell you the truth. said, that's the fastest running as I ever heard the dog do. said, I heard him way back in there. And said, I saw that bar go through. It said, it wasn't no time till Sunday with him. And he said, that black dog of seven and cuts was just about ten foot ahead of old Sam. My daddy said it wasn't done. It said it wasn't Sam. No. Said it's old Wheeler. Said that's why I was leaving. Uh, the race. Sam Winnicott. <coughs> yeah, I said it. No, I said it's my dog. My daddy said it wasn't your dog either. Said, said it's that black dog of mine. Said he used to lead in the race. Said he always leads it. And I think it's Fred Ott maybe killed that thing. He said, they treated it though. But he said that old uh, Walker said was looking right at that tree the old Arthur. But that bar. Seen the bar. Trained yeah. it by song. Yes, you can see. Did, uh, did most of, you, of the dogs that you daddy had and you had and the plots, did most of them have real good mouths on them, good loud mouths? Yeah, or? yeah about all of them did. Well, that, that jip that my daddy got, that registered, she didn't have too good a mouth. She, used, she had a yip like a, more like a shepherd or yeah, a collie. a lot of walker dogs, especially the jips, are that way. They little yip mouths. Yeah, she had a, and uh, local, first time he ever went, was with her. My daddy had took her out. They'd kill one or two from her and no, and locally he said, said, I heard a dog coming through. Said, went like a shepherd or a part feist or something. Said, yep, yep, all along. Said, it was running. Said, that thing was, said, it was about a mile ahead of me. <laughs> Some of them can get through the brush pretty good, can't yeah. they? <laughs> 
But they must have done that much. Is it out on that old troop dog up here? He got to be about 11 or 12 years old. He was always a fast town. Yeah, he was quite. He. Patrick got stolen when he was 14 years old. Uh, we went out with him. Maybe he'd just hit our red off track. In a little bit, he'd be trailing. Then I'd say he's on the right track. Got to where he couldn't tell one end, track him up. Then he'd take him by another end. Back the other way and, and catch Coons out of him. He's done that. Yeah. But he got to where he couldn't tell. You reckon he lost his nose when he got so old? He just, yeah, he just he lost his nose. And he had to stay up front yeah. when he was old. And he got to where he couldn't tell one end, track him up. He's 14 year old. Yeah. Well, you know, back then, people, they didn't vaccinate their dogs and no. they didn't really look after their dogs. They didn't look after them. They went out there and fed them a little chunk of bread and give them some water. We know. Yeah, that's about the extent of it, except yeah. for what meat they got off of what they treated. Yeah. 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 Never done anything about buying dog feed. Okay. We always raise a lot of corn. Just cook up on the bread yeah. for it. Well, don't you hate now that you let that stock of dog die out that you oh, did? Oh, Lord, how mercy, yeah. You well, would have just kept breeding through the years. Just kept us to pull down, huh? Yeah. Boy, my brother, one of my brothers died, died uh, 22nd day of March. And I was over there at his house. He had a big old yellow dog. He's a big rascal, bigger than that in the yard. And there was an old bulldog come out there. Boy, he lit on that old bulldog. He died. got him on the run, too. <laughs> he fit for a little there. He went through it, it. And something said, one of said, Yeah, yes, and he ain't been afraid of that bulldog. We said, I know something he is afraid of. I said, What's that? He said, The bar. And my brother had two apple trees, and there wasn't, wasn't no farther from the house there to them two pine trees right there. And there's a bar come there, and the garage was right back in. Kind of in between the apple trees and that. And uh, my brother had a good dog out there, right in the side of the garage side for his dog. And that he was a bar come there and cleaned them apple trees. Eat the apples all of them before <laughs> they knowed it. And nephew, he didn't up there. He said, Daddy, said, what's, what's that on the military that tree up there? Oh, I don't know. He went up there and over there and boy, he, he said, just messed all around there and laid down. <laughs> and uh, when he went to, when it went to coming over there, getting in them houses, that dog, he moved his bed about his first year to that house up, there, <laughs> up at the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the right stock bred in him, no, then, did he? <laughs> oh, man. Them boys are. Them boys have got some over there, I mean. Yeah. But they, they started a, a 
the breed of Greta, Ardale, who one of them real flying yeah, And they got a type Ardale on the type flock. But you know a lot of people, they get ideas about trying to breed different dogs like that. And, and I just I just think if you get a good dog, just like the troop dog that you did he had, or the Scott dog Von Plot had, if you stick with the good stock of dog that yep. you got, you know where you're headed because you know their weaknesses and their strengths and and you kind of you kind of know what to anticipate out of your yeah. dogs. But they got they got them our day our day. By the way, they they say that's the best fighters that they've got. They say that could be. Von Plot had had smart day. Did he? Yeah. Did he interbreed them with his plots? No, I don't think so. Kept him pure. He brought it, but he'd bring them in there to fight to bear. Yeah. And they had fight to that bear we treated up there on the park. Killed uh, one of Von Zardale. Killed, I believe, one of little George. I know he killed three. Yeah. We got the dogs and left out. No. I don't wrestle. He just, he just small place up there. He, he'd fight and he'd climb back up on a big tree. Right? They go a lot on it. He'd get up there and fight on that lot. They learn to rest a little. We'd rock him and do everything. Like he'd come back down. But he wouldn't leave there. He'd stay right in that level. Place. He knew where he was at. Not old book. Our day running grabbed him with a hind leg. And he whirled and took hatred. That dog guy was looking back at him and run again a stool. Boy, did he talk about that on top of the head. Bear caught him. Yeah. And, uh, Zip turned to He took his knife, cut the hair off of its tail. <laughs> he got give it to Vaughn Plot. Oh, Vaughn wasn't up there at the time? Uh, no, Vaughn was up there. Me and George Plot, Taylor Wilson, Zeb Turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got him down a half a dozen times of that. And he caught that old that old Jeff Blind. Caught her in the hind legs. She was she was big and was she was fat as she could be. Man, she couldn't get around. She's too fat to get around. Yeah. Get enough. She was about seven years old. He caught her right there in the line. Hey, I thought that dog was going to bleed to death. Yeah, they can be rough on them sometimes. Well, I see we're getting close to the end of our tape again, James. Yep. And uh, I guess that'll just about do it for now. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the time talking with you, and I'm sure Steve does too. And, yeah. and uh, Whenever uh, the article comes out, I'll sure be sure and bring you a copy of the magazine right. to keep. And, and uh, it's just been good talking with you. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy talking with somebody that likes to finish. Well, I like it. It's just it's some times I wish I could have got in on like you. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but them times are I, gone. I'd have given anything if you could have got in on Oh, I would have loved Some of it. that. You'd, I know you'd really enjoy it. I would. Well, 
got to cut all red dog out there and try to do chew his back Got to chew in this day, so. He might have been wanting to go the other way, too. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I bet you I'm not going to go in there pretty well. Well, I like to think he would. Well, I'm going to stop this interview then, and I sure have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Okay, thanks, James. Well, folks, that concludes our interview with James Oliver Laws. What a grand old man he was back in 1985 when Stuart recorded the interview for me, and I so appreciate that. Uh, in this last episode, uh, there was quite a bit of meat there. Um, I found a very interesting um you know, he spoke about uh, Mark Cathy on Forney Creek and fire trails and such. Mark Cathy was a very prominent figure in the Smoky Mountain region, and um, I was fortunate to visit his gravesite in Bryson City, and, um, you know, it, it just brought back so many um, memories for me. When I had a website... Uh, called PlotDogs.com. I named the site PlotDogs because of a quote by Samuel Honeycutt. We heard uh, James Laws talk about Samuel in uh, one of the uh, first episodes. He wrote a book titled 20 Years Hunting Fishing in the Great Smoky Mountains, and he talked about a particular hunt that they took, and he named the dogs that were involved in the hunt. And he uh, ended that uh, portion by saying all of those dogs were hounds except Mark Cathy's dogs, and they were plot dogs. So to the argument about whether they're plot curs, plot hounds, plot dogs, apparently in that day they were considered to be plot dogs, meaning they weren't exactly a hound. They weren't exactly a cur. They were some uh, somewhere on a on a uh, realm or a level of their own. So I thought that was interesting. Anyway, uh, as you have the ability, uh, if you're a plot fancier, to go back and re-listen to these episodes, you will uh, find a lot of interesting things. Uh, in this last episode, he spoke about Troop, the the famed dog of his father's, who lived to be fourteen, um, and uh, as as he reached that age, he began to run his tracks both ways. Um, <laughs> reminds me of myself sometimes. I find myself come meeting myself coming and going, but. Uh, so many things back in that day were so different. They didn't have any dog food, no commercial feeds. They fed uh, cornbread uh, to the dogs. Uh, he talked about some dogs that were actually afraid of bears. And I guess in developing bear dogs in that era, that was a big no-no. So uh, one thing I found interesting was the reference to Von Plotz Airedales. And I think he pretty well cleared up the argument of whether or not there's any Airedale in the plot dogs, or at least in Vaughn's dogs, 
because he says that he doesn't believe that fawn ever crossbred those with his uh, with his uh, hounds. Um, when I was a boy, you know, I remember there was a lot of speculation about the origins of the plot dog. And even as uh, certain dogs would come into onto the scene, there would be a lot of speculation about whether that dog had crossbreeding or not. Uh, you know, they talked about Airedales, as we've said, talked about Bloodhound being introduced into the plot, uh, Redbone that produced the red-colored dogs, and, uh, of course, the Cur. And we know that John Plot, who was the older brother of Vaughn, uh, was um, uh, known to uh, have made a cross to the Leopard Cur dog in Georgia, and that's a documented uh, cross that we really didn't get into here with this interview. At any rate, I'm going to shut this off and uh, send it up to those that are responsible for dropping it on your computers and your uh, listening devices every Monday. I do want to deeply thank you for listening to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. want to wish each of you a very happy new year. If anyone asks you, where's Fielder? What, what, what's he doing? Just tell them. Well, you know him. He's gone to the dogs. Mm-hmm.